How we doing, ladies and gentlemen? John out here with you. It is September 22nd, 2023. Now, picks for week three and week four will be on Friday. It'll be a little bit early because we got weekend plans for both. So let's get right into it. This is a very, very interesting game. And I know both teams are 0-2, but honestly, if I've been able to watch this, it wasn't so damn early on this side because I'm going to be tired from the weekend plans. Chargers and Vikings are both sitting at 0-2. And let me just tell you one thing. I'm just going to give you a couple stats. Here's just small. These are just scores, really, on this side. But the Vikings started the year with some tough opponents. Again, maybe people didn't expect the Buccaneers to be 2-0, but Baker Mayfield seems a pretty damn good quarterback. So Buccaneers beat the Vikings 20-17, and the Eagles beat the Vikings 34-28. Two tough opponents right out of the gate. Chargers on the other end. They lost 36-34 to the Dolphins and 27-24 on the other end of the Titans in overtime. I think both of these teams have had very tough luck, very tough team so far to begin the year. But at least you can say if you're a Chargers fan or if you're Minnesota on that side, one of these teams will get the win. Who am I going to pick? Because the spread has moved. Again, I have the Monday opening lines. Now it's even, but for my line, it's Minnesota 1.5, and, and the Purple People Eaters are at home. This is a pick em game, but I'm going to go with the home team here. Give me Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. I think that they'll make it 1-2, and two, and the Chargers, unfortunately, fall to 0-3. And, and if it's the other way around, and you're Minnesota, you must be thinking you're lucky stars you play in the NFC North where it's still open. Because that might put you in a situation already in two of the final three weeks of the year. Yes, I'm going that far. When they do play the Lions, they might have to win both of those games. So both teams cannot afford to go 0-3, but one of them is going to, and I think it'll be a good matchup. Cleveland and Tennessee. This game's going to be played at the Dog Pound. Tennessee coming off of a nice win going into Week 2. Again, they always say that they start slow. And again, it's such an emotional loss for the Cleveland Browns losing Nick Chubb for the year with the leg. And Deshaun Watson, to me, does not already look like the same Deshaun Watson that the Houston Texans used to have. And again, I know that's a signing going back to him saying, why the hell did they sign this guy anyway? I think that they're going to continue to say that. Maybe Tennessee loses this game, but Tennessee also gets three and a half points. So I'm just going to go ahead and take the Titans. I think they'll get the job done, at least with the points in hand. Jacksonville and Houston. Jacksonville is back home. Now, the game against the Vikings, I would say the offense is pretty poor. And it's easy to say because they only had nine points and they didn't get into the end zone. Chiefs defense, again, they got Chris Jones, but they're not exactly world beaters. Not bad. But it's not to the point where Jacksonville shouldn't have even had a touchdown. Now they get to play against Houston, although Houston's getting 9.5 points, but their offensive line and everything else is really, really banged up on that end. I know the spread seems big, but I think Jacksonville it needs a get-right game. I've seen the numbers there for uh, Trevor Lawrence, and against the spread against Houston, he does not cover on that side. So that's something to think about if you want to go ahead as far as the betting side of it. Again, when I'm looking at it, it seems that uh, C.J. Stroud's going to play, but Trevor Lawrence is 1-3 against the Texans and has thrown three touchdown passes and six interceptions in his time. Uh, that's got to change at some point, but if you're going to take that at brass tax value, you would say go Houston all the way. For my money, though, and again, I've only had to pick 55 for this for the year, so it's not a bunch, 
but Jacksonville, 9.5. I'll just take the points that they have to cover, and I hope it comes out in the wash. The Jets are at home in the Meadowlands. They're taking on the New England Patriots, and for the Jets, they have a win on the season, and for New England, they're looking at a possible 0-3 on that side. I'm just going to be completely honest here. New England's offense doesn't look that good to me, and whether it is on the side for whatever quarterback you want to put in, it's still Mac Jones now, but Bailey Zappi is still waiting in the wings. I think he could go back to Bailey, and it would make a bit of difference for me because that Jets defense is really good. I was honest with you last week and said I wouldn't take the Jets only because they're going up against Dallas and uh, Sheriff Micah Parsons on that side and everyone else you want to throw out there, but... Now the Jets are playing against New England, and that defense is still going to fly, and their offense isn't as good. So I don't care Zach Wilson or not. You're giving me a better team, and you're giving me three and a half points at home. I'm taking the Jets. I think Vegas looking the other way, just like they did uh, with the Steelers and things like that, or the Dolphins, the Dolphins last week with the New England, excuse me, on that end. But when you're looking at it, Vegas might think New England's due. But, again, I have the better team in front of me, and I have points. I'm just going to take the obvious one and go with the Jets. Green Bay and New Orleans. Now, raise your hand, and I know I won't see this, but I'm raising my hand now on the YouTube side. If you got burned by a late touchdown for uh, the Carolina Panthers, and you also got burned for a late field goal, damn you, Sean McVay, and the L.A. Rams. I got burned on both of those. Instead of seven wins, I could have had nine. I went seven and eight in week two. Could have easily flipped that. So, New Orleans, two and a half points against Green Bay. What's Green Bay's lone win? Yes, they are at home, but their lone win is against the Chicago Bears. And now, New Orleans, I thought they were going to win that game comfortably against Carolina. And Jordan Love still has that new car smell, even though he's been having to ride pie in a long time with Aaron Rodgers being there. But now he's finally going to get his chance. New Orleans is only getting two and a half points. I think the spread has moved to three and a half for Green Bay in concurrent. I'm only getting two and a half, but still, I'll take the Saints and the points. This is a game I'd probably stay far away from, just being honest. Miami and Denver. Miami at home having to cover six and a half points against Denver. Now, Denver, again, if you didn't watch that game, again, I only got the score line. Don't have uh ticket or red zone or any of that stuff so I can't watch all but I just see the scores I see the really incredible first half for Russell Wilson and then them being shut out in the second half completely Denver's winless and then playing against the Miami Dolphins who have been hotter than a firecracker on that side and only have to cover six and a half I'm wondering why the spread's not higher I think the spread now concurrently is eight and a half and I'm sitting at six this is a slam dunk for me I'm taking the Dolphins at 6.5. I'm not going to read too much into it. Speaking of one I don't want to read too much into, and I think I might because I'm still flip-flopping on my pick, Buffalo and Washington. Washington at home getting 6.5. Washington's been very good this year. They're going to be looking to go 3-0. and And on that side, when you're looking at the quarterback, Sam Howell, he's already trying to go 2-0 and uh, with the spread or against the spread no matter what. He's getting covers and everything else. Buffalo, they're 1-1. One one. They had a pretty good week last week. Washington's got a damn good defense, even though they're still without Chase Young. they got some playmakers on there. It says the Commanders have allowed the 7th most fantasy points to wide receivers. And Stephon Diggs, 17 receptions for 224 yards and a touchdown in two games at Washington. 
So right now the prediction is about eight and a half points. The spread is at six and a half, and the favor is for, for Buffalo. I want to pick Washington, but for the outright stretch for most of you, for what I see you're picking, the spread has moved up to eight and a half, and I'm sitting at six and a half. So I'll just take Buffalo at the six and a half, and I think I'll count my blessings and take that. I want to take Washington, but the spread for me now is only at six and a half compared to eight. So I'm just going to go ahead and ride with that. Detroit and Atlanta. Now, thank God, even though I'm from Michigan on that side and I root for all the home teams, that I'm not a diehard Lions fan. I've never been a Lions fan because they never give you anything to root for. But I will tell you this openly. I was really pissed off about Week 2 on that side. And it wasn't even just the lack of pass rush. But whether it's Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, or Dan Campbell, you can blame that entire trio of knuckleheads of just going for all the fourth downs like Madden game. I, I said that last week. And that's exactly what they did again, be able to cost themselves some points, but then come back late to lose it when they had themselves down because Geno Smith looked like Dan Marino. And again, I'm happy for Cooper Hopkins, and I'm always happy for Geno Smith on that side. And between the quarterback and the broadcast partner on that side, and we'll be back for NHL coverage in uh, less than a month now because this season's going to open in about, I don't know, three and a half weeks I will have the opener, and then we have the next night, and then I have the Red Wings game. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Point being is this, I'm happy for Cooper Hopkins and the Seattle Seahawks. But I think Detroit blew that game. And now they get to go against an Atlanta team at home. When the crowd was also riled up at Ford Field, they had all their blue ski masks from C.J. Garner-Johnson. Then you have the mock video from the Seahawks. And good on them. They should mock the Lions on that side because they absolutely freaking choked on that end. Yes, they came back. Maybe that doesn't quantify as a choke job, but they were never ready to play that game to begin with. And now they're playing against Atlanta, who's 2-0. and Bijan Robinson has been running all over the world right now. So with that in mind, I'm just going to go ahead with the team with the better record and the better points. Even if Detroit wins this game, they still have to cover the spread. It's 3.5. I think they'll keep this close. If they end up getting the barn doors blown off, then I would probably be 0 for 3 if we had to cover Thursday games on that side. I never do well picking with the Lions because when you think that they should win, they don't win. They don't cover the spread. When they lose, they cover the spread and screw you over anyway. I'm anticipating that happening, but I'm taking the Falcons and the points. Baltimore and Indianapolis. Baltimore has been very good to me, and I see no reason to go away from that. They're at home. They have to cover 8.5 against Indianapolis. The spread, I think, is at 9.5 now. I'm just going to take the Ravens. I know that doesn't sound like much of a uh, controversy or contemplating about anything else, but I don't have anything else to say. Baltimore is a good team right now, and I'm not going to overthink this thing. Seattle and Carolina. The spread's gone up. It's now 7.5 for Seattle. I'm only at 5.5 right now. They've looked good. Carolina was able to get that backdoor cover, as I said last week, against the Saints. But now it's going to be Andy Dalton because Bryce Young's out. So Geno Smith and Andy Dalton, I don't need to flip a coin. I'm going to take Geno at home. And I hope the Seahawks don't let me down. Five and a half points is all they have to cover. Now big spreads. This is going to be one where I'll take it and one where I'll leave it. And you're probably going to laugh at me when I'm leaving one. But Dallas and Arizona. And again, I understand the Arizona Cardinals had a huge lead. And then the Giants came back and the Giants... I took them last week, and they didn't cover because they were already down, like, what, 20 points at the half. 
But Dallas's defense is playing in another world right now. I know they're sustaining a couple injuries, I've been told, but it's only 12.5. I think they're going to overpower the Cardinals just on that end alone. So even though it's 12.5, I think it should be easy to cover for the Dallas Cowboys because they're playing too well right now, especially on the defensive end. So I'll take the boys. Kansas City, they're at home in Arrowhead against Chicago. Now this is at home and this seems like a trucking game and I'm expecting this to be. And I'm going to go ahead and openly tell you, I'll take the loss at this point. But it's 13 and a half points for the Chicago Bears. And again on that side, when you're thinking about the quarterback situation, it's not been well on that end for Chicago. But Kansas City's offense hasn't really been firing on all cylinders. Yes, it's another week for Travis Kelsey to be able to work his way and get right. I'm fully expecting a pounding, but I'm just going to go ahead and be opening. I'm going to contradict myself here. I'm going to take the 13.5 points for the Bears only because in my own eyes, and again, I have four of them, but you can't look with your heart in your eyes. You kind of have to just put the money down and do it right because if you start to use facts and everything, that's when you lose. So I'm openly expecting taking the loss on this one, but the points are too much. 13 and a half, I'll just take the Bears and the points. Pittsburgh and Las Vegas, this one's at one and a half. It's moved to two and a half in favor of Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett, again, they got the emotional win where they play really well on Monday Night Football. Now that marks 21 straight wins for the Steelers. That's the only reason why it went that way. I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo and the Vegas Raiders in a pick game, essentially, because they're at home one and a half. Look for Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs to go off. That's what I think. They'll at least figure it out and cover. Philadelphia and Tampa Bay, two 2-0 two teams. They're playing at the Bucks right now at the Raymond James Stadium. But the Eagles, again, they're, real, they're a machine right now. But this is going to be a really good Sunday night game. I will tune into this one when my ears aren't still ringing from the concert on that end from the plans. Five and a half for Tampa. I know that seems like a lot for Tampa to get, and I feel like I should take them, but Philadelphia, is, they've, they've just been too good over the span of you know, a season and a half. I feel comfortable whenever I have to take Philadelphia, even if it's with points or against points. Again, it's always going to be against points at this point because why would they never be favored? I get that point, but my point being is this. I take Philadelphia. I take them comfortably even in a loss. I won't be mad. It's only five and a half. Tampa's been a great story. I'm happy for Baker Mayfield, and I hope that he's finally got his home in Tampa on that side and not having to deal with the dysfunction that is Cleveland. Again, I'm sorry for that side because, again, on the Detroit side, you feel like I should hate Cleveland, but, again, Cleveland and Detroit is one of the same as far as the franchises as I'm concerned. Now, Cincinnati and the L.A. Rams. Cincinnati's at home, and the L.A. Rams are getting one and a half points. Now, the L.A. Rams and Cincinnati, you don't want to go 0-2, especially for Joe Burrow. I feel like in a situation in the division, going down 0-3 might put you in a situation where there's no way out for the Bengals. They might not even make the playoffs if they go 0-3. And again, that's a possibility only because Joe Burrow still nursing injury. And Matthew Stafford on that side, when you're thinking about Nikola Puka on that side, uh, he's looking pretty good. On that end, as I've said, and uh, I want to make sure that I get this right. Let me go back into the recaps because I think I mispronounced the name, and I want to make sure that I uh, get this right. So I'm going to go ahead and take my time 
I have to go back through this and see if I can find this quickly. So on the other end, I'm looking at it in between the 49ers and the Rams. As I've said, the late field goal was the one that uh, tore me up on that end. But Puka Nakua on that side. I want to make sure I got that correctly. 15 catches in a game in the rookie season. The 22-year-old has been dominant. He had 147 yards in the game, 25 catches in the first two games, 15 catches in that last game. He was absolutely spectacular, and he's been absolutely damaging. And you think about if he is running well and Cooper Cup comes back, you know, Matthew Stafford's probably got enough with the one and a half to just get it done. And I could comfortably say, even with one and a half in the Rams, he points that maybe they could even be the better team in this matchup. But only out of pure desperation will I take the Bengals. Because you got Joe Cool back there, even though he's banged up. It's just one and a half. Even though the Rams might be the better team and they're getting the one and a half, I'm going to take Cincinnati out of pure desperation. Because I don't simply think they can afford to go 0-3 when they have the dreams of just making the playoffs and trying to you know get back into the Super Bowl. I don't think that's going to happen this year. But I'm just going to take Cincinnati out of the desperation side of it. So those are my picks for week three side. Again, I was 7-8 and eight last week. I'm still a game above 500, But I want to be better. At least I didn't fall down completely. But let's get a little bit of a bounce back. I think we can get at least eight or nine wins on this and have it all come out in the wash. But I'll see you again next Friday with another early slate of picks. And again, because they were so early, I couldn't go on injury designations. So my apologies for that. But we'll talk next week. And then uh, as we talk next week, I'll get more into the MLB postseason coverage. I'll give you an NBA update as well and let you know what's coming on for the NHL stuff because it's going to be back to be uh, covering games full-time here on the YouTube side and with the Waterford Sharks. So look forward to that because it's coming very soon. Peace.